Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Vineyard Collective Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Samuel. And I'm Daniel. I'm one of your other hosts. And we grabbed Gino and Shannon Allison right after he guest spoke at our church. So what's up, you two? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us, man. Absolutely. Dude, your message was fire. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. It was, it was really good. It was Thank really you, good. Man. And we'll get into so that in a good. second. So but good. we all know behind a great preacher is a great wife. So <laughs> an even better wife. In her own you know, life, too. Okay. Yeah. We'll every, to, once <laughs> every once in a while. Every once in a while. Every now and then. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, what is one of the most fun vacations that you guys have taken in the last couple of years or so? Yeah, I think uh, we have actually taken some pretty fantastic vacations. Our kids have been to Disney World multiple times. We've been to Mexico. Uh, but a couple of years ago, Gina was asked to speak at a vineyard church in Iowa. Okay. And we took our kids along. That It's like you've got to use those moments as vacation mm, when you absolutely. guys speak. That's the only way. Yeah, 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 man. Right? Absolutely. And we stayed in a Holiday Inn Express. And our kids to this day talk about that vacation. Them, you ask them what was their favorite vacation. <laughs> they get, Iowa. Iowa. And like they write papers about it in school. Like, So what did you guys do in Iowa though? So he spoke. We stayed in a hotel. Okay. They had breakfast. <laughs> breakfast day. Yeah, where well, you got to order. We swam in the pool. Okay. John Deere Museum. We John Deere that Museum. Was the, that was the icing on the cake. Wow. Just Apparently. Pushed like when you live edge. in Chicago, John Deere's the next best thing. <laughs> <laughs> Our kids were fat, and it was a great museum. Our kids were fascinated yeah. by the John Deere Museum. Okay. It and was fun. How many kids do you guys have? Did you have the same amount as you have now or? We, we did. We have four kids. Okay. So 12, 9, 6, and, no, 12, 9, 7, okay. and 3. Wow. That's so awesome. Man. All boys. Yeah. All boys. All boys. All boys. Way, hey. to, way to hold on the How? fort, Gino. Way to hold on the fort. Yeah. I feel like I'm holding down the fort. Yeah, Shannon's like, wait, hold on, guys. How, <laughs> hold How on. are you dealing with that? Uh, I think that I'm probably a good boy mom, oh, yeah. um, well, but good. Gino also really does a great job of like taking the boys. So gotcha. I feel like I get a lot of time to myself, which is good yeah, for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think as they get older too, it's a lot of fun to hang with them. And yeah. They're just they're, they're church, just, they're church plant kids too. So right. like we've had them, the rhythm of our life has been the whole 11 years we've been planting. Right. Uh, the, the rhythm of my schedule has allowed me to to be home with yeah. them and to That's you know and so we we've we got we got a lot of time yeah. locked together yeah and, yeah. So and you guys co pastor um, the Vineyard Church in the south suburbs of Chicago right mm -hmm. can you Boston. tell us a little bit about that well um, I've been and I lo I loved it eleven years ago we yeah. we started this church in the basement of uh, an old musty fellowship hall. Mm. Of a you can just smell it when you said musty. You can smell it. It wasn't it the spirit good, of the Lord that you smelled. It's a nostalgic musty. Like, it's a good musty. Right. Mm. Uh, we, we came in after the, the, square, the square, dancers, square dancers were in. Ooh. Yeah, they came so it before. Had, mm. It was a good smell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, mm. it was, it was a, a warm. It was definitely a smell. <laughs> and how do, you, how do you gather people when yeah. you're in a musty in basement? Must. Mm. And Slowly. it must be the Lord. It must be the Lord. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has to draw people right. in. Yeah, and so, I mean, a year after that, we found this mm -hmm. uh, semi-empty Jewish community center. Yeah. Uh, and we just started meeting there and slowly growing our church. We bought that place two years ago. Yeah. And we've been remodeling it. And after, what, seven, eight months of being online only, like, we're going to go back on November 1st and have wow. our first... Come on. Come on, dude. Yeah. So we have really... Uh, been blessed to um, see our church be the vision that God gave us. When, yeah. we, st when we stand to preach on Sunday yeah. morning, we see a sea of different looking people from different walks of life. Mm. And that's what the Lord promised us. That's what we 
you know, what we set out to build. And so yeah. it's been slow and steady, yeah. but we, we love our church. Yeah, I That's think so I good. visited, I think, for your 10-year anniversary yeah. Yeah. with Mike. Right. Mike. Dude, I actually loved it. I think Thanks, man. the multicultural, multi-ethnicity feel, like it, some people just say that, so it draws, like, honestly, so it draws people. But, mm. like, I think that's one of the first times I've stepped into, like, a church. I'm like, wow, this is, like, exactly what they say it is. Mm, thanks, man. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, that was, it was phenomenal. I think you've been there before as well, Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah he's so phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah, well, Gino and Shannon, they actually planted from here. For yeah. those that don't know that. Mm, 2009, uh, when, right? I think I look at yep. you there. Two, yeah. 2009. 2009, 11 years, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Yeah. So we I mean, 2020 kind of feels like 2020's been 10 years, yeah. But... Well, it's 11 years, right? Yeah, 11 yeah, years. Yeah, it's 11. But like Daniel, like we, we got history, man. We, yeah. we do. We, we let small groups under yeah. you guys and God's wow. You gave me some of my first preaching opportunities wow. and like we critiqued my messages. <laughs> and you, you know, I learned to play drums in yeah. God's church. And so a lot, of, a lot of things that I get the opportunity to do reasonably well now, I, I trace back to you. Thanks, man. Giving me space here. That's, so so. Cool. That's awesome. And critical space, too. I feel like you yeah. talk about how Daniel would, like, say, hey, you're not just going to, like, get up there and preach a message, or you're not just going to lead small groups. We're going to, like, vet you. We're going to make sure that yeah. like, we <laughs> practice this. We're going to make sure that you're not coming. I don't even remember <laughs> this, but, like, um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wanted to lead a small group, and Jim was like, oh, yeah. Jim Beckley was like, you can just lead a small group in God's church. And he's like, put me. I was like, okay, yeah. And then Daniel was like, well, I want to meet with you first. He's right. like, actually, you're going to uh, be the interns for the Wentz first. I'm like, yeah. I know how to lead a small group, mm. but I was like, okay. But like every, there was, there was not just like, go do it. It was like, you know, discipleship and yeah. accountability yeah. and feedback. And so mm. I appreciate that, man, because a lot of the, your fingerprints are on a lot of my spiritual development, and I just wanted to put that out in the yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. atmosphere. You know? Yeah, so honored. It's cool to see yeah. you guys just like going for it and thriving, mm. and just love it. Yeah, Shane, I gotta ask you. You seem like someone who carries like strong authority. So like, I knew when you walked into second service before you were even like, I knew you were there. Mm. So and my wife said the same thing. So I've got a shout out to the bay, but. Um, <laughs> She was just like, can you ask a question like, Shannon, so what is one thing that you feel like you carry um, as a pastor? So you guys are obviously an interracial couple, and mm-hmm. I think you have a unique perspective on what's going on in the world, but you carry this authority with you, and I don't know what it is, so that's why I'm just asking, like, Gino, maybe you can toot her own horn if you have to. I mean, I don't know, but you just carry something that, like, I knew was in the room when you came in. So mm-hmm. what would that be? What do you think I could be picking up on with that? Oh, goodness. Ah. Uh- I don't. I don't know exactly what you're yeah. picking up on. Yeah, I, I'll say it. <laughs> no, I, you know what I mean. Did you, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. It was it profound. I knew she was in second service. There is just so. a grace that she she walks into. You know, not not very many people can sit in the first chair, mm-hmm. but also sit in the second or third chair if they had right. to. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things that I really admire about you, both professionally and ministry, is that. If you're running the show, you're running the show. Mm-hmm. But you are a great person in the second chair, a great person in the third chair. You can lead when it's time to lead, but if you got to follow and just undergird with support, yeah. I don't know somebody who does that better. Right, and m- most people can't do fluidly both. Yeah. move in mm-hmm. and out of that. And so there's just a quiet authority that you walk in, and I really get to see up close a lot. And yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, in our context. So, well, thank you. That must have been what, uh, <laughs> that had to be it because I got goosebumps when you're talking about it. So, yeah. you know what I mean? well, and I feel like what church planting teaches you, or just the context of our life. So, even though we co-pastor our church, mm-hmm. uh, I work full time outside of the okay. church. 
Uh, and so there's multiple roles that yeah. that I feel like you have to learn how to play when you're church planting, mm-hmm. when you're a parent, um, especially as you learn to like navigate a diverse community. Mm-hmm. I feel like that also you learn a lot of different roles. And so I feel like I'm a, definitely a work in progress, but yeah. I feel like just having to do life in the context that we do gives me lots of reps. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I would also say that to... Um, just to kind of compliment back to Gino is like, we have really worked hard to develop our marriage on this culture of candor yeah. and increasing self-awareness. And I feel like it was very difficult for me when, <clears throat> when Gino and I first started dating, I tell this story, like Gino was the first person that ever told me I wasn't perfect. Wow. Um, <laughs> and so that and was that, kind and of that a, was the hook line sinker. <laughs> and, thin. and that went really well. Well, and it was, a, it was a very rude awakening. I mean, I have great parents who were yeah. very like mm. positive and, you know, I, I could do anything and, and, you know, all of those things. And then I remember one time I did not get a promotion at the job that I was working at. And my dad was like, I can't believe you didn't get the promotion. You're the best person for the job and all this. And Gina was like, maybe you weren't the best person for the job. And I was like, what? That's honest. And I feel like that's just one simple example of how our relationship works, but also how our church plant team works, yeah. how our church operates. Mm. And I feel like that has been such a gift yeah. to have someone like really close that will tell you in love, like, mm-hmm. here's where you're not perfect. Here's where you can do better. And right. so he really pushes me to, to walk in the authority that I need to walk in mm-hmm. and to, to make sure that as we navigate, you know, difficult situations or even situations with diversity involved, you know, they're like, we are very two, you know, two very separate individuals yeah. with, you know, like context and, you know, culture and all of those yeah. things. And so there's lots of times where there's, Lots of feedback Mm -hmm. (laughs) that sometimes is unpleasant, but oh my gosh, does it make you just such a better person? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, when you when you when you do what we do, um, and you stand on stages and you're the preacher and you're the person that people listen to and you know follow, like you could you could go a long time without having honest mirrors that actually Mm -hmm. reflect that's so good, like what you really need to hear. And so what I find. Uh, in in my wife and in our context, because you, if, if you're building a culture, mm-hmm. you, you can choose to build a culture of candor, or you can choose to right. not build one, right. right? And so, what I've what I've appreciated, especially from her, is just I know that she's going to be an honest mirror. Mm-hmm. When everybody tells yeah. me something was great, I'm really mm-hmm. waiting to hear, to hear what, what she has was. to yeah. say. Yeah. Because not that people are lying to me, but it's just it's it's hard to trust. Yeah. Yeah. And she knows what I was trying to do, what I was trying to right. say. Mm-hmm. She also knows how it landed on the room. And so right. she can say, and hey, that wasn't your best work, or that came off as really insensitive, or mm-hmm. you need to really apologize to that person. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. I've appreciated that because, I mean, there's a lot of people without mirrors, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. If you don't true. have people in your life that you've given permission to say, right. come get me when I'm tripping, right? Right. right. Yeah. You can very, you could easily end up in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> Man, yeah. iron sharpens iron. It does. Right. Friends and does. It does. Friends. Yeah. It does. It really does. Yeah. And this morning I felt like, I mean, you both, I feel like have such a strong grace to take hard topics and mm. say them like where people like eat it willingly mm. versus like being like, oh gosh, like, so Jenny, you talked about something this morning um, about like making room for a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that I'm finding in this season is that 
that as citizens of heaven, I'm, I'm finding more citizens of heaven being more hesitant to allow like difference in their room like in their room or their mm. world. Um, and Shannon, you can jump in on this at any time. What do you feel like is some of the key things that are like limiting people from having differences, like making space for difference, mm. especially with COVID, especially with the racial injustice, um, electing a new president. I just feel like a lot of rooms have gotten smaller mm -hmm. instead of bigger, like you talked about. Yeah. So what do you guys feel like is some, some things that are contributing to that? Well, I think that there's a lot of stuff, but I feel like primarily is that we don't, we just don't have good models, mm. you know, mm. yeah. we aspire to what we see. Mm. And so if you grew up in a house where your parents were never wrong, mm -hmm. right. right, they never apologized yeah. or they had coded apologies. Right. They it's were like in another language. Wrong, but they come bring you, the ice cream was, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. had to decode, right? Yeah, yeah. And you grew up in a house where your parents or who, the people who were forming you had a really small mm -hmm. world as far as politically or, you know, with regard to culture and race. You know, small world, small mind. Right. Right? And so if you don't, if you don't see your mm -hmm. discipler holding space for difference, apologizing when they're wrong, and like leaving room yeah. and walking in that humility, if you also live a very homogeneous life such that you are not exposed to difference, right. I think that's the bigger problem, that we don't have models. Mm. And if we're going to talk about the church world, we have been discipled that, hey, we don't talk about politics. Right. Right. Mm. Or we have this fake center position. Right. When everybody knows you have, you have an you, opinion. Yeah, you, yeah, you've You're got voting for somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. right? But we got to pretend like, oh, like mm -hmm. we, we're just in the middle somewhere. Right? Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't made the space for candid conversations yeah. and disagreement. And so I think the, the lack of models might be the biggest hindrance of that, particularly in a, in a Christian yeah. sense. I think especially if you think about just trying new things and talking about politics in mixed company mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, that you, it's hard to look good. I think, didn't Jay Lehman yeah, say Jay that Lehman one time? Like, it. it's hard to look good doing something new. Yeah. And so if we don't have reps talking about politics with right. people who are different than us, if we don't have reps talking about race with people who are different than us, it's, mm -hmm. it is awkward. And, mm -hmm. and I think there's a fear that you're going to say the wrong thing. And then, you know, sometimes you do say the wrong thing and there's backlash. And, mm, and yeah. the, these are like hard and awkward conversations. And so I just feel like there's a level of um, proximity to mm -hmm. use what you were talking about. You know, yeah. just this proximity with people who are different, who also are like in it with you, yeah. who are willing to like suffer long through mm -hmm. your awkward mm, yeah. moments to, yeah, yeah. you know, to do life with you and, and to like pull you aside when you say something that is hard, hard or hurtful and, they're saying like, hey, I know you didn't mean it this way mm -hmm. yeah. or like that came across in, in this particular, especially with conversations that are hot button issues. We've mm -hmm. got to practice this. Mm -hmm. right. And it's just, it's hard because even to get into those relationships, yeah. you have to have like an awkward conversation of like, hey, I'm trying to get better at this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to talk about these things. And mm -hmm. yeah. so I feel like we just, we've just got to practice. We've just got to get more reps and understand that we're going to mess up. Yeah. Like we just... We just know that, and mm -hmm. that doesn't feel good yeah. to any of us. But we have a we have a grid in discipleship for messing up. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I think about 
when you were discipling me <laughs> in the worship team. Jenny's right? like, like, so did I. No, you <laughs> expect new drummers to speed up. Right. Oh, you yeah. expect them to yeah. get off the click right. or mm-hmm. to like, you know, not be tuned right or have the capable. You just right. budget for that. You're not surprised when right. a new musician like screws up or a new preacher, right. you know, is tied to their notes or mishandles the text like you you expect that right or even an evangelism right like we so often screw up when we're trying to like tell people about jesus and yet we're not like well screw that i'm never doing that anymore like this is our mission but in this realm we seem to be making the environment void of Mm -hmm. any opportunity to to mess up yeah and what we're left with is nobody knows how to disagree right yeah Yeah. so speaking of that Mm -hmm. I mean, you two have obviously uh, cultivated this kind of culture mm-hmm. uh, in your church, mm-hmm. in your environment, probably among your family, mm-hmm. you know, being an mm-hmm. interracial couple. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we learn from our failures or we learn do. from our mistakes. Could we learn from your mistakes? Could mm-hmm. you share just a, yeah. even a no, couple that's a things? Good question. <laughs> um, just a couple things that you've learned over the years. What do you mean we've never messed up? <laughs> never. Remember, I'm perfect. Yeah, right. No, no, forget. How, I'm how perfect. You, I'm not. When you're making space for difference, or you're learning to engage, like what are some things mm. that you say? Don't do it this way. Oh gosh, that's good. I I think. How much time do you have, right? <laughs> Maybe there's the ones that come to your mind. Yeah. Well, one that comes to my mind immediately is. You know, I say this every chance I get. It takes a long time to get good at this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of the human mm-hmm. weaknesses is that we want somebody to learn in a day <laughs> what it took us right. 10 years to right. learn. And so we understand this as a way of life. Mm-hmm. This is who we instinctively are. We're, we're, we're swimming in pools of differences, so we're very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the weaknesses that I, I think my wife is more sensitive to, to this, that she's more aware of where somebody else is at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm more, I have a resolve that this is how we're supposed yeah, to this be. This is where we're going. Let's, yeah. let's press in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fast and furious. Yeah, right. And I'm, I'm learning, I don't say mm. I'm learning, I'm learning that there's kind of needs to be some assessment. Okay, where right. are you on this Right, mission? right, right. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think there's ways to lean in. You know, mm-hmm. not everyone is at the same spot, so you don't talk to people the same way about these, you know, there's not like a blanket answer for anything. Mm-hmm. And so one example would be, um, I work for an organization that is predominantly white, uh-huh. um, but the community that we live in is predominantly black. And so right. when we think about that, the organization should reflect the community. Right. And so one of the conversations that I regularly have with people at work is like representation matters. Right. And so the way that I push back to the marketing department looks very different than how I push back to people who are yeah. in my church community. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's ways that I craft language and, mm-hmm. you know, the conversation. You're gentler. Like- I'm gentler. But again, uh, there are other situations where I am learning and yeah. I, somebody has to pull me aside and say, Shannon, you know, that was insensitive. Mm-hmm. What you just, And so I think we're all in different stages, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I know that I want representation in, in certain pictures. Right. But in different spheres of my life, I'm mm-hmm. getting the lesson mm-hmm. from people who love me and yeah. who are willing to suffer along with me when I make mistakes. Yeah. And yeah, one thing that good. Gina, I called Gina a few months ago, and the number one thing that Gina was telling me, I was talking about racial injustice and um, just something that I'm passionate about is to see resolved. Gina's first thing was be in it for the long haul, not for the short haul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as citizens of heaven, I've, this is my perspective. 
I've seen so many people go for the short haul. Like I don't even see him talk about anymore about racial injustice. I don't see um, really any conversations happening, but it sounds like from what you both are saying is that you're both in it. You've been in it for the long haul and you continue to be in it for the long haul when it comes to anything that matters in the kingdom. Why, why do you think some people are quick to jump on things and all of a sudden just diffuse out? Well, like I, whether it's po politics, anything like that. Well, I think that when you're, when you live in certain skin, you, you, you can't take that skin off. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so some people have the luxury to, to parachute in and out of right. things. Um, if you're a person on the margin, if you're a person of color, you don't have that luxury. It's, right. it's always before you. Hmm. When you have a reality where you marry into a situation yeah. where race and class and social justice is, you know, you know, to a degree, a matter of survival. Yeah. It's just always in front of us. So mm -hmm. it's, in some ways, it's nothing very, nothing noble about. Right. Part, part of that is because it's who we are. Right. We have to be. We're raising four young men whose racial identity is going to matter a whole lot. And right. so we pastor a church where like we cannot be void of that discussion, right? Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, one of the things about this particular like season of racial mm -hmm. unrest and stuff like that is, you know, years ago, you get in trouble for saying something right. about race. Now you get canceled for not speaking up. Right. And so you can't even really trust, you can't even <laughs> really trust who's in it right now right, because right. some people are just trying not to get canceled. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. so Pepsi's like, let's do an ad. Yeah, or right. like Nike's let's like, throw a Facebook ad up. <laughs> because we don't want to be the people who are silent about this. Yeah. I'm not demonizing that. I'm just saying, you don't know who's really down for the cause right. until you just let a few months Let's pass go by. Mm -hmm. yeah. and go. Because it's easy to it's easy to get tired of this conversation. It's easy, yeah. particularly if it's not where you live. Right. Yeah. And, and so, I, I think you have to connect yourself with someone who you know who can't take that off. You know, mm -hmm. like for example, you know, I'm connected to him, and so this is going to be you know how we do life. But when when we had kids, yeah, that was really because. We can, I can go off to my own white world and I can right. do life and I can do my job and, and no one has to know that I'm married to a black man. But I bring my kids along now, yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. these human beings that are tied to me forever, yeah. like now I have to deal with realities that they have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, you know, not everybody is going to enter into a marriage like ours. But you should tie your life to mm -hmm. someone who is different than you yeah, so that mm -hmm. it matters so much. Like when, mm -hmm. when somebody does something to Gino or when somebody speaks to him in a certain way or to my kids, yeah. like something rises up within me that I, that I don't even have to like fake. I don't, you know, like yeah, obviously yeah. Mm -hmm. this is just such deep mm -hmm. love. And so yeah. I feel like, you know, the way that you get close to this is you start to intertwine your life with people who are different than mm -hmm. you so that mm -hmm. you can feel that rise up. Like if something happens to them, it's like something's happening to me. Right. No, that's really good. That's a really yeah. good word picture. I mean, I think about yeah. the, the word picture of being tethered to somebody mm -hmm. um, such that mm -hmm. if a rock hits them, it hits you. Yeah. And so I think about being in this with people mm -hmm. as a really good way to describe what happened to me when I came here. Like yeah. I came here from an all black everything, man. And right. so when I came down here, I was making friends for the first time with white people mm -hmm. and different ethnicities. And really before I had friends and new people, 
and loved people from different races. They were just kind of nameless, faceless people. If somebody said an inappropriate joke or there was a broad sweeping generalization, I was like, you know, it's kind of funny or indifferent. Yeah. But when you were talking about my friends now, you're talking, right. about, my pe- you're talking about my wife now, right. you're talking mm-hmm. about my mother-in-law. Oh, we gonna fight now. All of a sudden, maybe, maybe we won't fight, but That's me. you <laughs> need to know that you don't have an ally right. yeah. against them yeah. because um, those are my people. Yeah. And right? even when you disagree, I mean, Gino and I have like strong, heated discussions where I'm saying like, that makes no sense to me. I don't know why people feel that way. Yeah. And he said, you know, in the flip, I can't understand why you can't understand mm-hmm. what we're feeling, but... There's something different, like when you see emotion and you mm-hmm. you feel the pain that mm-hmm. somebody is experiencing, mm-hmm. and and probably sometimes even in like the privacy of yeah. our own home, where I feel like I get to see a, a piece of what's happening in his heart. I feel like that changes you, right? Yeah. And so you can't go back, but you can't unsee right. somebody's pain. Mm. So, you know, I want to press into this a little bit more because um, I think. You know, you both just bring a unique perspective mm-hmm. that a lot of people can't. And in, in of that, you um, are two different races and you're in covenant. Mm-hmm. You, you have, you're connected in, in relationship and you ain't, you're, you're not going anywhere. Right. right. right? You're, you're staying uh, connected. Could you just speak to some of the things that you've learned that that could help us put relationship and connection over po- politics and beliefs, or I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've had political right. discussions yeah. oh, and yeah. believed. We, re- <laughs> we regularly you know, do, but I I think chief among them, if I have a ranking and list of priority, I would just say agreement is overrated, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, nor should it take precedence over understanding. You know, I say all the time. Help me understand is the is one of the richest questions you yeah, can ask. That's good. Ask my my daddy used to say all the time. Understanding is the best thing in the world. <laughs> you know, he would say it so much that it would just you almost tune it out. Right. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, I go, man, the old man knew what he's talking about. Like right. under, when you understand something, mm-hmm. even if you don't agree with it, yeah. If you understand something, or you understand a person, or their pain, or their unique perspective, you go, I see why you did that. Right. I see why you react. Even if somebody's, even somebody is like being irate, or and then you hear the backstory. You hear a few more facts, right. and you go, Uh-oh. "Oh, they yeah. lost their job. Yeah. They're trying to feed right. their kids. Dang, they shouldn't have stuck up that store." But I understand why right. they did it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, what we what we had to learn, you know, because I'm just like right, you know. Brian Harvey told me years yeah. ago when what I didn't think we were going to make it. I remember coming, you know, I think, man, I like this girl. She's cute and everything, but I, we, we can't communicate. Yeah. Brian Harvey sent me down and said, Gino, being right is overrated. Mm. Yeah. And you had to learn that. I did. I mean, it took learning. A, it, it's, learning. I'm learning that. <laughs> right. That learning. is to say, you can being be right, right. is overrated. You can be right, but if you don't understand the person and they don't understand you, you're like, Missiles yeah. passing in the night, you know. Yeah. And so the the question I the question I ask most often these days is help me understand. Yeah. And that works in marriage. That certainly works in this because what I said earlier, yeah. one fact more about yeah. something, right, can change the whole landscape. So to me, that's on the top of the list of how we walk together and understanding, even if we can't get to agreement. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like like just pressing in a little more, like you said, like, um, like being right is overrated. It is. Mm. And I think one of the things that I'm seeing is like, if people 
aren't right, then they feel like there's something wrong with them. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like, especially when it comes to like uh, citizens of heaven, I, I expect there to be Republicans. I expect there to be Democrats. I expect, I expect every, every party should be a, like Christian. But I think the problem that I keep seeing is like, if they don't feel like you're right, all of a sudden you're less than. Or if like, if they're not right, they're like, well, I don't think you can be right either. Like, so with you saying that, like it's overrated to be right. Why is there a need for people to feel like they have to be right? Especially when it comes to politics. Like they feel like if I'm not right, then we can't have a discussion. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. I just always feel like there's this tension of like, I have to be right in this situation or, or you have to be right. There can't be a closeness or a, a unity. Well, I think, we talked about pride earlier, and pride doesn't like mystery. It mm -hmm. doesn't. It doesn't like a realm of unknown. And you preach as long. You know, if you're a faithful preacher, mm -hmm. you know that there's tons of mystery to the scripture. Right. There's things I want answers for that I won't have answers for. And I've mm -hmm. gotten comfortable over the years with just saying, "I don't know." A guy came to our came came to me uh, a while ago who visited our church a while ago. He said, "Man, Gino, I talk about you everywhere." And I t talk about that one meeting we had where I asked you this Bible question, and you said, I don't know. <laughs> I said, well, what's remarkable about that? He was like, you're the first preacher I ever heard that said, I didn't wow. know. And I thought, wow, that's deep. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm more comfortable with mystery in just a blank space than I was mm -hmm. when I was younger, and I don't have to have it figured out. Also, I tend to be pretty sure of what I, what I think I'm right, right. about. But I think what maturity has taught me is that's not my job to convince you. Mm -hmm. You know, as a preacher, yeah, it's yeah. your job to present righteous truth and let the right. Holy Spirit do the heavy right. lifting. And so I can drop some righteous truth or what I believe to be truth, and I don't need your subscription to it. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing about the truth. Like, truth doesn't need you to agree mm -hmm. with it. Right. If I say that fire is hot, doesn't matter if it you doesn't, agree. That yeah. fire doesn't need you to believe right. it's hot in order <laughs> to be It's still hot. Right? It's still hot. Yeah. So. I just don't need you to agree with me. Mm -hmm. And so it's freeing, I think, to be like, that's fine. You don't have to agree, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think in the church world, right and wrong seems cleaner, you know? It does just, seem cleaner. It's easier okay, now, to— now this is Preacher Shannon coming out. She's like, <laughs> I'm going to drop this bar here. And then, preacher, teacher, Shannon. Yes, yeah, preacher, teacher. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like, you know, there's so many issues that's that good. we yeah. describe to people and we say, you know, like there's clear lines, right? Like yeah. there's— there's clear lines for so many things. And yep. so it's hard for people to navigate in the gray and mm. in the waters mm -hmm. of Not uncertainty. And yeah. so I feel like, you know, there's even a part of me and I don't have an answer for this, but I think, you know, Jesus would like, if he had to vote, yeah. like, what would he do? Right. Who would he vote for? And like, it's a good question. You know, He'd would vote how I vote. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say it. Next question. Yeah, next question. Everyone's like, he votes how I vote. Clearly, right? You yeah. know? Jesus 2020. Yeah. Right? And so you think about that as a, as a church person and as a, as a follower of Jesus, and you think, mm. okay, if, I'm, if I, I'm trying to model Jesus, right? Like, and, and that's, I think, one of the arguments is like on both sides of it. Well, Jesus yeah. would clearly vote this way because of X, this, Y, and yeah. Z mm -hmm. issue. And then the other party will say he would clearly vote this way right. because mm -hmm. of A, B, and C. Right. And then we're just like, well... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable to live in the, I don't know of, yeah. Yeah. of most situations. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I feel like just getting used to living in that space is hard. And, and I, I don't think we try to live there as, mm -hmm. you know, as much as possible we want. But we have been, we, this is the fruit of our mission. This is the fruit of our Christian 
miseducation. We've mm. been discipled into this. Yeah. Mm. Because you say, hey, this is what right. God believes, and this is how we should vote, this, that, mm -hmm. and the other. Now, we've swung to the other thing where we don't want to talk about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I think what we are trying, what we're finding, and I kind of said it earlier today, is that like maybe God is less concerned with how we vote mm -hmm. or who we vote for and more concerned at how we arrived at that decision. That is, mm. that is to say, yeah. you know, you got somebody, you know, Phil Vischer in his uh, video uh, about why black people tend to vote Democratic. And right. That was good. He it was said, a, thank you for sharing that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but he yeah, said amazing. it really matters what we see when we look in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says conservatives typically by virtue of the privilege they've had and yeah. the you know the control they've had over society, they want things to stay, stay the same. The same There's yeah, nothing right. wrong with them. Saying broke it ain't fixed. Right. Don't fix it, right? Right. When you ask somebody who's on the margins, right, something was very broken with fix how it. Was, right? <laughs> right. You say make America great again. Well, when was it great for us? I mean, right. that's the question. That's the question. And that's yeah. not to like throw shade. That's the, that's yeah, a that's legit what comes question. Yeah. What year do we go back to right. where mm -hmm. it was awesome for us? Right. We'll let that question just kind of sit in the room. Yeah. But, but I just heard Rich start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but sit heavily in the room. When we look in the when progressives yes. look in the yeah. in the rearview mirror, they go, "We got to get away from that fast. Right. Let's keep right. moving. Let's not ever stop." Yeah. And so, you get a person who is on, say, the progressive side. They feel like pushing back against bigotry and racism. Yeah and disregard for people on the margins, that's as much as God's heart mm -hmm. as caring for the unborn. Right. And so they might say, hey, I know I got to hold my nose real tight to vote for this guy, but this particular party, in my view, in my, in right. my response to Christ mm -hmm. and his mandate and what he cares about, causes me to vote right mm -hmm. this way. Somebody on a different side of the tracks who has a different worldview that's yeah. been shaped by a very different life. Right. They're not encumbered by that sense of mm -hmm. duty to those things. Mm -hmm. The unborn might be the thing that right. is driving them. And so with great conviction, they mm -hmm. vote the way they vote. And I think that when we stand before the Lord, there's not going to be a set answer key. Okay, who'd you vote for in right. 2020? Mm -hmm. yeah. okay, here's your, you here's your ballot. Uh, you're <laughs> right. barely in. <laughs> I think he's going to be asking us what measure of conviction yeah. that we take with us into the mm -hmm. voting booth. And so if that's true, mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Yeah. If that's true then it's not as fixed as we think it is. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, I've, I've got another question, Danielle. I know you, you probably have another one or so, but one of the things that I'm, I'm noticing on social media, mm -hmm. and you, may, you said this in your message, you're like, I'm glad social media was around when I was a teenager. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Um, so but one thing that I'm noticing with social media, and, and maybe this just bothers me for some weird reason, is mm. I know people now more for their political party than their faith. Mm. Mm. And I'm finding that that's more of a trend of like, like you'll see people like post, whether it's Democrat, li liberal, you know, Republican, whatever. I know them more for their party than for the kingdom they belong to. Mm. What are some steps that we can take? This is for both of you during this voting season that we can all take, like we can be reminded we're citizens of heaven first, mm. because I think we're kind of getting it out of perspective where we're like, I'm known for being a Republican or I'm known for being a Democrat. And then your faith is second. Mm. Whereas it's like, I heard Carlin say either he's the, he's the king of all or he's not the king at all. Mm -hmm. um, how can, what are some steps that you guys feel that we could take to kind of like let people know that we're a citizen of heaven first before the political party that we back? Uh, 
I've been working with Di over the past few months on some of my preaching. And Mm -hmm. um, one of the things, one of her critiques of my sermons is that I need to bring more of the Holy Spirit into my preaching. And as you were speaking, I was thinking, I feel like that is a really good first Mm. step for people who follow Jesus is to say, you know what, I'm about to go vote. Uh, and I know that I need the Holy Spirit right. to lead and guide. I mean, we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us in so many other areas. Mm-hmm. Why would we, why would we leave Him out of that conversation? Right. And so I feel like this this idea of like the conviction with which you're voting mm-hmm. should be a conversation with the Holy Spirit that says yeah. like, as we're about to do this, right. would you lead me to do? what you've called me to, and then to have the wisdom and courage and kindness to do it. Like, yeah. are you courageous mm-hmm. enough wow. to listen to the Holy spirit mm-hmm. yeah, if good. he disrupts what you feel like you want to do, or that's if he's so willing to like disrupt really your good. party affiliation? Oh, yeah. mm, no, I think that's, I think that's, that's heat right there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to press pause and just like rewind it and watch that again. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's, that's rich. And I think too, I think, and we were talking about this the other day that, that there's a difference, in my view, from values and priorities. Like to me, mm-hmm. that's good. Values are what's important. Uh-huh. Priorities is the the list, the order you put that right. in. And so I feel like when when it gets dogmatic and mean mm-hmm. and kind of crazy, mm-hmm. yeah, that we don't have the same list of priorities that that the king has. You know, like. Yeah, Jesus seems way more concerned with how we're treating people mm. and how Come our on. politics land on other people on. than whether or not we're right and wrong. Mm. So when I say priority, I feel like if we asked ourselves, how does this decision I've reached, which seems to come from a place of c- Christian conviction, mm-hmm. if we put higher on the list of priorities, like how is this going to land on somebody who's different right. than me? Or how is this tweet? Or how is this post? Mm-hmm. Or how is this endorsement of a person who may not be living that out? How is that right. going to affect my Christian witness? And how is that going to land on other people? Yeah, I, I imagine if people would ask themselves, like people of the kingdom would ask themselves yeah. that question, they would post less. Mm-hmm. They would use more words because to be right. kinder requires right. more words and right. not less. Right. And they would just have some more kingdom mm-hmm. filters with what they're saying and what they're what they're typing, that's, that's just good. my opinion. And, yeah. and, and also, if people prioritized living a more diverse life too, because yeah. we've got you know we've got white police officers in our in our in our um, community that really my conversations with them uh-huh. and knowing how all of this stuff lands on them and makes their job harder right. and the fear and stuff that. It really shapes what I post. I'm not any less honest. I'm not any less challenging because as a prophetic voice, I've got, but I'm thinking about John in our congregation who's a white police officer. And I want to make sure my words do not injure him. Like that face is in Mm -hmm. my mind Mm -hmm. when I'm typing about my outrage about something that happened. Right. That's a restraining, constraining factor for me. Yeah. And you and you just list all the people in our church that are from a different pocket yeah. politically mm-hmm. or whatever. Those real people they matter. cause me to show restraint. Yeah. And I'm thinking about how are these words going to land on them? And it might prompt me to say, hey, mm-hmm. John, I'm working through this thing. I'm struggling right. with this. Yeah. Help me understand how this could happen, you know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And and I I just think also as we prepare for the election, we need to 
leave space for lament when this is all over. No, that's good. Like we have yeah. to give people. Somebody's going to be sad. Somebody's <laughs> going to be sad. It's true. And yeah, it is. somebody is going to grieve yeah. and someone's going to feel like this is like, God, where are you? Mm. How could you let this happen? That's, I mean, yeah. we're going to have, I don't know, 50% or so, you know, depending on how yeah. things shake out, you know? And so we have to be aware. And again, this speaks to Gino's point about having people in your circles. Right. You know, if, if you notice on November 3rd or 4th or whenever it mm -hmm. finally calls, you know, when, November when the day 20, is done, yeah. right. That if you notice that no one around you is grieving or if everyone around you is grieving, I would say that that's probably a, a connection <laughs> that you live in a homogeneous right. circle. No, right. And really so scary. you need to be aware that people are going to be grieving. And so to give space for that, and that should, uh, that should determine how you post and how you talk about different mm. things. So, mm. yeah, it's so good. I'm it's imagining good. like the November 8th slot on a lot of right. feature people right. hold it real loose. Just hold it real right. loose. And, and no, don't start your series like, then. Just wait. <laughs> right? Wait. So true. I think it's important for preachers to be aware. Like, yeah. what are you going to preach? Like, if you're not talking about the election, right. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's, how could you pass that moment up? Right. Yeah. Like that, I mean, you could, yeah, I'm sure there's, could. I'm sure there's great Someone's going to do it. But that just feels like a great, it feels like a great opportunity to talk about something yeah. that, that your people are going to yeah. be dealing with. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I, and I know we got to wrap yeah. it up, I think a little bit, but I could listen to them all day though. I know, seriously, I, but I do want to brag on you both for a little bit mm -hmm. because you planted a church 11 years ago and you're the only church I know, Same. there may be some, you're the only church I know that um, has the original team with mm -hmm. them. Yes. Dude, that, it's the only church that I know. It's I know that for It's the only church. Fact. You have the original, I, I want you all uh, 11 <laughs> Leaders, years. pastors, whoever, if you're leading no. something, talk to them. <laughs> now, I know you all don't agree on everything. No, we don't. <laughs> Gina's sitting over there like, no, we don't. you don't know the inner world. I mean, <laughs> seriously, though, like... Somehow you have right. lived your life in a way where mm -hmm. you've made space for difference. I'm sure you don't all have the same political yeah. beliefs. I'm sure there's, Moments. and so, yeah. you know, and so <laughs> 11 years, I, I actually feel the presence of the Lord because that means you carry a weight mm -hmm. on your words, especially on how to hold space or difference. Mm. How did, are there some things that came to mind? Because we have yeah. so many relationships in our life. Are there, are there any things that just come to your mind on how you were able to do that. And that yeah. team is still there and thriving yeah. with you. Uh, I would say I tell people that it is uh, God's special gift to me that the uh, team met, is all still together. So it was uh, 11 adults and two babies. <laughs> and, uh, because the babies really do actually. They, like, do. they, they do. They for them. You're like, okay, you need help. Yeah. <laughs> In those days you count. Right. You, you count, count everybody. Every, you count everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Hey, did everybody. your friend just call you? That's 13. <laughs> They're there. Um, but I'm, I'm from, I was born and raised in Urbana and like fourth generation to go to Urbana high school. This okay. is my home. Yeah. Like this mm. is where my life was. And so when we moved to the South suburbs, it is no mystery that I was the most challenging church plant member yeah. by mm, far. Wow. Like it was a terrible transition for me. It was very hard. Okay. I probably didn't come out of it until three or four years in maybe. Three or four years ago. <laughs> 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 
We're you're 11 in. I'm just now seeing the light. (laughs) (laughs) I know it it was rocky um, because this was my home. And and then here all of a sudden we are in the south suburbs of Chicago and it was terribly uncomfortable. Like we're Mm. trying to like make things seem enjoyable and church planting is so difficult. And (laughs) and I don't want to say that I won't ever do it again because I don't want God to call. But Lord, you know, Um, but. I feel like one of the steadying (laughs) things about church planting and I think the way that I personally got through was like, I knew that we had these people and we like it. I I firmly believe that it's God's special gift to me for them to just be with us. Mm. And there's nothing like going through really hard and difficult. And we've had so much joy, but we've also shared like tremendous pain and, and, you know, parents dying and miscarriages right. and all of it. Wow. like the whole range from everything from like awkward parties mm. of trying to church plant and seem really yeah. fun and like things are just not fun. And mm. we've had hard days and we've had we've had blow ups with every single person on our every original team. Every <laughs> like there's always been a point where we've come to like a, a moment. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like a few times we've said, do you feel like they'll go after this, you know, like, and we've just, Mm. they are just amazing people. And, um, they, they are so good for us because there's, you know, they get in our faces like nobody's business Mm -hmm. and they tell us where, you know, where we can get off at times. (laughs) What what you're describing is holding space and building a culture of candor. Yeah. Because what the shock happens is when you when the thing boils over and you finally Mm got to let somebody have it and they're not used to you doing that. Mm -hmm. So from the very beginning, we have just said, hey, you know, like, let's if there's what we say in our context is we keep short accounts, which basically means there's not going to be much time that passes between when it happens and when we deal with it. And so that's just kind of been our M.O. The other thing is. we are still after what we, you know, we yeah. invited them into something mm-hmm. that we're still going after. There's not been a dramatic yeah. shift That's good. in what we're going after. Right. And I think for the most part, there hasn't been a dramatic shift in who invited them to come. That is to say, they still see us as who invited them. We right. haven't come out of a bag. We haven't gone Hollywood right. on them. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Or we're at least a better version, hopefully, of yeah. who invited them. But the mission is the same. And the people who invited them are the same yeah. for the most part. And so I think that's been one of the things that I can put my finger on. People say, hey, we're still after what I agreed to. Let's keep going. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. That's really it's so good. good. I think the thing that I keep hearing is just like culture either happens by default or design. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you guys have designed that within your own home. That's good. And it's leaked out to your team. And that, as someone who leads people, that's just admirable, mm-hmm. like to be honest. But Thank I actually you. feel like Grace, would you guys actually like pray that over the people watching? Mm-hmm. Like not even just for like the context of church or business, but family. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you're seeing families split like this now, mm-hmm. like yeah. super fast. But I feel like there's a grace for you guys to actually like that unity, that openness, that space for difference mm-hmm. to actually release that. And then we have a, a short little fun game we'll play okay. after that. So whoever wants to start. <laughs> uh, Holy Spirit, we just invite your presence to go to, to where your people are. Mm-hmm. And God, we know that you are bringing unity. We know that you are drawing people's hearts. And so I feel like even now as people are listening, they just, they know exactly which relationships you are highlighting. Mm-hmm. And so Lord, would you just, would you just remind us to, to bring peace where we go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that you would also remind us to be courageous. Yes. 
and that we would speak truth and love, that we would just be led by the Holy Spirit to, to speak the words that come out of our mouth in a way that, that draws others to you. Mm, yes. Lord, I just, I just pray for difficult relationships. <laughs> we all have difficult mm. people in our lives. And so, Lord, I just pray for people who are just trying to navigate difference, that they are trying to navigate holding space for people who are mm. different. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just begin to show glimpses of hope mm. and joy yeah, and yes, peace. God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So good. All right, so we play a game after every podcast. It's called Five for Five. Okay. We're going to say five words, and you have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. So <laughs> prime example is this. We said marriage with Mike and Julie, and Julie's response was hot. So, oh. can, I mean, it can, you can go as crazy as no you want. No explanation, just you, the word. Just, just, we'll just say the word, and okay. then you just... Mike's over there Mike's over here sitting. He's like, <laughs> he's like, that's right it was. That's and right, still girl. Is. Um, still got it. Yeah, so we're going to say the word, whatever comes to your mind. So, yep. are we both supposed to give an answer? Yep, so yep. you like, each give an answer. Yep, okay. whoever says it this first. This is where right. the impromptu gets go. me a little. Is. Here we go. Is there a prize? Do you need a prize? Because well, I will pretty, find you a prize like, we, right after this. Are we going against each other? No. Like, is there? Oh. No. no winners it's just fun. <laughs> All for fun. All for fun. Here we go. Ready? First word is music. Loud. Silent. <laughs> Loud. I like him. How do you listen to silent music? <laughs> I just pr personally. No explanation. Yeah, no explanation. Yes, I feel Loud. like I need to explain. And they're married. Like, no, I can't leave where you think I'm crazy. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay. Next word. Kingdom. Come. Throne. Okay. Next word, family. Love. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have a lot of boys. Next word, pizza. Deep dish Chicago. That's a lot of words. Uh, <laughs> Dashes in between. Dash. It, yeah, it's one word. Sausage. Sausage. Okay. <laughs> Last word, legacy. Hap Happen die. My dad. Wow. Nice. I love that. That's so good. It's so fun. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week on the Vineyard Collective podcast. This was super fun. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. And if this blessed you, share it with a friend. It'll help other people encounter Jesus throughout the week. We love you. We'll see you next week.